It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're getting back into the swing of things with Across the Spider-Verse in theaters, <laughs> Mike. Yeah? Man, we just we just needed one more bit of Spider-Man, Spider-Man. I know, news, I ran out of Spider-Man this could news. have been a spider sweep. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, the spider, We're going to talk about this 12-minute Spider-Man 2 gameplay reveal that dropped mm-hmm. in the middle of the week, um, which um, we were told wasn't going to happen, Mike, and I want to figure out what happened with that, that bit of news for you. <laughs> uh, the biggest, other biggest thing this week is the Fantastic Four cast has potentially been revealed um, mm-hmm. via some scoopers and more. Yeah, I, I guess what we could have done, I just saw like a... Um, like a, a rumored like tweet, probably like a discussing film like Twitter account. I swear they'll like retweet just anything that's like a rumor. Uh, that was like Martin Scorsese considering Tom Holland for his new movie about Jesus. Oh. And Tom Holland would be <laughs> Jesus. So I guess maybe that could have been like our, our possible like yeah. third like Spider Man adjacent news, as if we'd ever talk about it to begin with. But. Right, right, yeah. That's um you know I don't. I, I'm trying to think of like maybe there's some stuff in Ironheart. We'll we'll talk about uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. That could have been it. That could have been it, mm-hmm. Mike. So, but um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We are we are in. I would say uh, Happy Memorial Day to to everyone. Um, and you know, thank you, uh, for for those who served. Is that the right? Is that my on the right day? Right? Okay. Yeah. Um, sure. I- <laughs> yeah. It, it's the first of three American holidays. Is what I call it. You know, there's this there's this one, the Fourth of July, and then there's Labor Day. Right? Like those are the like. The, the, the three, uh, I guess, tent poles of summer, if you will. Yeah. I, I would be curious if other if other countries uh, around the globe have kind of like similar like first world problems when it comes to like, you know, like banking holidays, like mm-hmm. Memorial Day, Labor Day, Veterans Day. Veterans Day is very self-explanatory. We know what that day is for, yep. specifically for the veterans, right? Sometimes you get that day off school. Sometimes you get that day off work. Not always clear, right? Yeah. Uh, Then you got Memorial Day and like Labor Day. And it's just like, all right, Memorial Day, like we're in it right now. I feel like it it has patriotic vibes to it. So red, white and blue, like cutler, (laughs) like paper plates and like cutlery are in like full, full effect. uh, Yeah. And I I believe Labor Day has something to do with like labor movements. Yeah. Like workers rights and stuff like that. Yeah. It, but it seems very out of place compared to the other ones, right? Yeah. But I'm not complaining. We usually get the time off. But, yeah, mm-hmm. the, this is – there's got to be, like, holidays like this in, like, I don't know, Australia or something like that where yeah. everyone's like, I don't know what I don't know what kangaroo day is, but I get the day off that's, work, so that, that's all that matters. That's <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, so I would say, uh, you know, uh, on a quote-unquote unofficial summer slash official su- day of summer, right, like here in, in uh, whatever part of the country I'm in, Midwest, middle of thing – um, school is ending this week, you know, for, for kids. Pools are opening for the first time on Memorial Day. Um, the sun is out. It's it's pushing 80 to 90 degrees uh, on the regular. Uh, so I, I it's, it feels like summer. The drive-in theater is open in full effect as well, Mike. Mm-hmm. I, I saw it yesterday. So um, they, had, they, had, they had Across the Spider-Verse on it when I drove by it this morning. I'm like, wait. Wait, can I can I go early? Can I, can I go to the drive-in? <laughs> they're not, they're not open I on do... a weekday. But, yeah. uh, Bef- before... 
of course, any of our Australian uh, fans jump jump at me uh, for uh, simplifying Day. their entire and their entire country to Kangaroo Day. I just googled it; it exists. Yeah. It happened just the, the other week, May fifteenth, mm-hmm. International Kangaroo Care Awareness Day. Well, so in- it is a day. Just let me know if you got it off work. The, <laughs> I'm just the, curious. The interesting part with that is also again we have to you know one of the the other podcasts I listen to they're Australian based. Their seasons are backwards, right? Their Christmas is summer, and their mm-hmm. you know and and what our independence day would be for them is freezing cold. So I'm like, well, I guess I'd be interested to see kind of how that plays out in the other direction, right? Like, you know, when it's warm in December and and cold in July, it's Uh, just, we're just going to have to go to Australia. That is just the the writing on the wall. Oh yeah. uh, Go meet some koalas. That's, that's right. And you can throw another shrimp on the Barbie, if you will. (laughs) Uh, Because, because we don't have it in here, but I believe there was a new Barbie trailer this week, right? That movie is, that movie is coming out pretty soon. Is that mm-hmm. a summer movie? Um, Was that a, what does that have to do with Australia? Just curious. <laughs> because I said Trump on the Barbie. Oh, and wait. Oh, Barbie. Oh, Barbie. I, it was the literal. It was a literal, literal hookup. Literal I didn't Bar- even. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Uh, oh, man. I, I'm looking. I, if you search Bar- Barbie, <laughs> you get the new movie, uh, 2023. But on the right hand, like the little pane where it tells you the IMDb and the release date is like 2006. I'm like, this is not helpful, Google. You are, you are killing me. Um trying to find july july 21st so it's a summer movie but anyway i saw i saw i saw a a graphic on social media that was showing the um the artists that are going to be in the uh like barbie soundtrack or whatever dua lipa's new songs out i've been listening to that this weekend but go on and um (laughs) i I was scanning to see if aqua was in there anywhere i was curious if they brought them back for uh, a barbie girl uh, I I didn't see it, but they, who knows? Maybe there's gonna be some sort of they, cameo. They are in the new trailer. That that song is on the new trailer. Ooh, they sample it. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, so it, uh, it but, is there. <laughs> weirdly enough, Ryan Gosling is in the soundtrack. It just says Ryan Gosling, so he must do some sort of like original song in the movie. Oh. I don't think he can si- sing. I mean, you can he kind can of hear his. Yeah, like I, I put quotations around yeah. sing. He's kind of doing one of those like singy, talky things. Yeah. I feel like I mean, it's a he's, it, he's it, hand. He's a he's he's handsome and an amazing actor. Yeah. He doesn't have to sing. Yeah, so I'm right. not le- letting. But that I'm, I'm sure he can. That's the, that's the best part, right? Like I'm like, I'm not gonna put it past him. Uh, but yeah, I'm not expecting him to do like you know break out into like full uh like a little mermaid movie, right? For for timeliness yeah. uh in in a Barbie movie when he's playing yeah. Ken, so. Um, now, Chris, I, I feel like I, at this point in time, you know, we're talking about just movies just yeah. packed to the gills, right? You yes. know, we're talking about movies that have action, that have singing, that have like romance and everything. Oh, my God. Uh, I feel like you have just experienced a, a movie recently yeah. uh, that I, I feel like must have a, a, a singing it, number in it. It, it, it um, yeah, no. No singing. Uh, the only are you, thing are you trying to tell me Vin's not out there singing? The only the only thing it lacked was singing, Mike. That that's that's the hard <laughs> part here. Uh, but fast, I did. I watched Fast Ten this week, and um, I, I've completed my my eleven Fast and Furious movie, uh, quote unquote, mar- two part marathon. I got through like the first eight when once you know a long time ago, maybe last year, and then you know uh, Hobbs and Shaw nine and ten. And I will tell you. Um, I, I I have very low bar for these movies, as as we all know, and <laughs> as you, you know, should. yes, and this movie um, just continually just lowered that bar even more. Uh, it, it is making lots of money everywhere. I'm sure people are enjoying it. People can enjoy it. I laughed. I laughed so hard during this movie, Mike, because 
I, I've got to that point where I just, I'm tired of thinking about movies. I know these are bad. I don't want to try to sit here and, you know, it's very easy for us to, you know, shit all over some of these movies sometimes. I'm like, I'm just going to sit here and laugh at how stupid this movie is. And Fast 10 is by far the stupidest of the movies, Mike, I've seen <laughs> out of this whole franchise. Um, and I'm just going to give you, so, so it, you've seen the trailers, there's stuff in the trailers. At one point, there is this bomb literally rolling through Rome towards the Vatican, Vatican City, right? Like, and Vin is in his car, and it's about this bomb is about to run over this gas pump, and he drives up on the other side of the street on a little like a little ramp to prevent the explosion from hurting people on the sidewalk um, with his car because he is Jesus behind the wheel <laughs> uh, whenever he's in the in these cars. So it is. By far the the weirdest since Jason. I would also say Jason Momoa is weirdness. Like he's not like <laughs> a normal. Like he is very unhinged, and it doesn't match how they kind of sold him at the beginning of the movie. Because mm-hmm. whether you know this or not, this is technically a sequel to Fast Five. Um, so uh, you're buckle up, Buckaroos, because if you didn't watch Fast Five, you're missing out on a lot. Uh, this <laughs> one, but um, it, he's just so unhinged in a weirdly, really weird way. And I will tell you, they did the one thing I didn't think they would ever do in this movie, Mike. They did one thing I didn't think they would ever, ever do. And they uh, left it on a cliffhanger. Like, they're like, you, we know we're making another one, whether you like it or not. So we don't even <laughs> have to end this movie. They didn't end it with a barbecue, like they always have in all the other movies. So, oh, uh, man. I know. It's really, really crazy to think that. But, I, I again, Fast, I'm not going to watch these in theaters. The, the, they are not getting my money by any imagination for the for the next fast 11 whenever it comes out whenever they make it but like if you're into the fast movies this is just on par with nine just a little little like stupider with some of the stuff but like <laughs> if you're not into the fast movie this one's not going to change your mind so uh, i had a good time laughing um and and just being goofy with it because we are in we are in we are in summer movie season mike we've got so many movies i was looking at my tickets right for the, like mm-hmm. we have something this week i have um transformers the week after and then we have uh what was it indiana jones and the flash tickets were run all went on sale so mm-hmm. like we are just Wes, like, in prime yeah. summer movie season man yeah wes anderson's next movie comes out in june as yeah. well yeah yeah so like we are we are just we're just uh you know um mm-hmm. wall to wall movies to watch here and i i am i'm just I hit a point where I'm like, I don't even want to think about the ones I know that are going to be dumb, uh, which I feel like Transformers is going to be the same way, right? Like, I'm just going to be like, nah, I don't need to even come in, come at it because it's already, it's already going to get wiped all over the place. But uh, Fast 10 would, if you're a fan of the franchise, you're going to love it. If you aren't a fan, this is not going to change you. So just uh, avoid it like the plague. Um but it seems here on your next movie, and now this this title that you've put in here could be one of about four different movies. I'm gonna guess. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna really, really hope that this is the newest one of them. Yeah. Yes, it is. Okay. Finally playing a summer. Uh, I guess early summer movie catch up. Uh, if you could yeah. even call this a summer movie, but finally got to watch uh, Dungeons and Dragons, which I do resonate with you, Chris, when you say it is nice sometimes to just sit down and watch a movie. It's not connected to like a gigantic franchise, you know, mm. not something where you have to worry about like the lineage of where the story is going to go next or 
you know, if there's required reading before you get into it, yeah. you can just kind of like turn your which, brain off a little bit. Which and... is funny because Dungeons and Dragons, I feel, would have like the most lineage and the most reading beforehand <laughs> if you played the games, right? But like the movie does not require that. So yeah, it's just totally un- it's just totally unnecessary to watch it and enjoy it. And like while we were watching it, like oh, I could see very much what was and like wasn't supposed to be like a reference, right? Mm-hmm. Because you just have like very specific objects on the screen or specific like you know spells being cast and it's just like oh i feel like this w- would have been in like a D handbook uh yeah. for sure but it was just fun and i think it's just been a while since i've got to see chris pine like kind of be that captain kirk chris pine again you mm-hmm. know just like the swashbuckly like charming funny arrogant the, type the of guy. lead with with a, with a plan and, and he's, yes he, and he's always he's always got a joke up his sleeve no matter what. Yeah, it, it was just, it was a good time. It's a little slow to start. And, you know, uh, in the first act, I'm just kind of like, okay, people said this movie was like really, really like good. And I was like, yeah. when is that going to kind of like kick in? And then once the kind of like merry band gets together and they start yeah. going on their like, quote unquote, like campaign, right? Yeah. It, it, it really, it really and like the the movie is just set up really really well to like search for MacGuffins, right? Mm. You know that's kind of like the 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 mark the the bad mark that like kind of superhero movies get. There's always like a MacGuffin that the hero's got to get or protect, right? But in a D and D movie, it's just like, oh yeah, no MacGuffin City. There's a magical objects around every corner. We got to get it. We got to steal it. We got to hide it. We gotta we gotta unhide mm. it. You know. Yeah. Uh, so it was just it was just fun, and you can just like, you know, I was like. Sh- <laughs> I was shocked by the celebrity cameo of Bradley Cooper. Yeah, I know. So I, I was trying. To, I was like, I was like, I didn't expect him at all when I saw this, and it was it's so funny because yeah. he's playing literally like a little halfling in the movie. Yeah, it's just so. At, at first, I was like, is that Brad? I I couldn't almost believe it for a second, just because he's like. He just doesn't traditionally look like very handsome in the role, right? He's kind of like almost got like a a bowl cut going on yeah. a little bit in a way, it's and he's like a skinny shrunken hobbit. down. He's a skinny hobbit, <laughs> if you will, at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. it was just it was yeah. it was just so it was so funny. I hope it seems like obviously they're gearing up for sequels for this. You know, we talked about the success of this movie before on the yeah. podcast. I've just finally gotten to watch it. Yeah. So uh, I hope his character gets to I, come back in some fashion. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I think you know um two things one. One, my, my anytime I think about this movie, I think about the scene with the um, the tiefling the, who who changes into like she was a fly and then she has to change into like a bird and a cat. And oh like, yeah, that great whole sequence. long scene, like that's one long take sequence and it's fantastic with all the different animals. Um, mm-hmm. But also, we we both just watched Michelle Rodriguez movies like back like back oh to back yeah, here. Right. <laughs> she is she's she's just out here killing it and like in all yeah and, she, and all she's, these. She's kind of doing like a, a proto kind of like Drax, I would say, yeah. uh, in in this uh, group, but it works really, really well. Uh, I'm not used to her kind of being like funny. She's just so serious in everything that yeah. I've seen her in. So yeah. it was a nice turn there. And, and, and you know, um, spoilers, not spoilers, doesn't matter, but like she literally dies and comes back to life in everything she's in, Mike. Like literally every <laughs> franchise she's been in, she's like Resident Evil, Fast movies, you know, stuff like that. She is... She's a force to be reckoned with. And, and not- notably, she told James Cameron she did not want to come back in the Avatar universe. She put her foot down for yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait till the third one or the fourth one. She'll, she'll, she, she's, where, she's going where the money is, man. She's just, she's just everywhere. So um, absolutely. I'm glad you got to finally watch it. I'm glad you thought it was good because it, it is a fun adventure movie, right? At the end of the day, like all the characters come and go. The, um, uh, what, what's his name? The Paladin dude uh, who's in Bridgerton. 
I thought he was really fun too. Like the oh yeah, he's very uh, very straight laced, very straight laced uh, character, badass the whole way through. Right, he's like he's the like ch- if you want to be somebody, you want to be him kind of thing. Yeah, the the, the chunky dragon that was hilarious. Yeah. The the real like oh this is just like a fat chunky boy <laughs> protecting all of his uh protecting all of his like yeah. I don't know if it was those gold in there. He yeah, was just his whole everybody. Or, yeah. So yeah, but but that was great. But uh yeah, go check it out. Uh, it's on Paramount Plus. I'm sure you probably don't have a subscription to it because I think it's the the streaming service yeah. that's struggling the most with subscribers. So I, I think it's worth a month of it to just go uh, peep it and check yeah. it out, and then I don't know, go watch some Star Trek on top of that. Uh, yeah. But that's <laughs> the two Dungeons things and on, Dragons. The two things on Paramount: Dungeons and Dragons yes. and Star Trek. Exactly. And then uh, we are, me and my wife are almost finished with the, uh, with the four series, uh, four of our favorite uh, TV series that are uh, ending just within this like week bubble right here. We just wrapped up Marvelous Miss Maisel on Friday and then Succession and Barry last night. You know, I won't spoil any of these things if any of, uh, if any of you listeners are out there, but uh, the series finale for Ted Lasso is coming up just tomorrow. So we're just like ending all of the things that we like to watch. So we're going to have to start slotting in new TV shows into our rotation. But uh, so far, I think um, the Marvelous Miss Maisel finale was the most satisfying for us. But that show is about kind of like redeemable and likable characters, whereas mm-hmm. like Succession and Barry are just kind of... Uh, narratives around like maybe some of the worst people you could come across so you're kind of almost like rooting for demise when it comes to those shows so it's a little bit of a different calculus in your head so mm-hmm. it'll be nice to end with the palate cleanser of ted lasso which everybody is lovely in that show oh, so um I, I heads was, up if if I, you need any show recommendations those are all about to wrap up they're be very bingeable it's it's funny um i i've seen ted lasso appear in the news more recently because obviously it's in the middle of the season right and um, public discourse in the show has turned hard, apparently, in season three. Like, man, people, no, nobody likes season three of Ted this, Lasso. Anymore. This was the problem. Ted Lasso came onto the scene, this awesome, feel good show that people definitely needed during the pandemic. And yeah. also, it was just a nice change of pace. You know, the, the closest thing people could, could compare it to would be like Parks and Rec. But like, there, we just hadn't seen this like shot of just joyness in a TV show in a while. So it was nice so people all of a sudden just started turning it into like I feel like it just ele- they elevated it too high than what it was supposed to be. They were like turning it into like their next Game of Thrones, where they were like shipping people. They were like making predictions, and I think they just took the fandom like way too hard, way too fast for just kind of like a little so, Apple TV show uh, about like soccer. <laughs> well, I, I think the what I've what I've heard is the episodes are twice as long as they used to be. And the feel good attitude is gone in the show in season three. Like it, it, it is a different show than when it started from my friend. Now I've not watched it, but I'm like, well, if, if a show started doubling episode length and wasn't the same, I'd probably be a little upset too. But I, I don't know. I just, I had not heard, you know, tell us everyone loves it. <clears throat> then the next thing I know, everyone's very against it. I'm like, this is, I got whiplash. Just, just, yeah. reading the news on it but i mean the thing is i could relatively agree with these people right the first season is by far the best season but if you don't mm-hmm. elevate something onto a pedestal you can still enjoy you know what they have left to tell so that's my recommendations public service announcements whatever you want to call it go out there watch some good tv i could recommend all of these shows but yeah that's what i've been up to chris all right well then you're gonna have to you're gonna have to at least they're all ending because this week you had to go back to the theaters and we get a return to Sony Spider-Verse, Mike, after mm-hmm. several years. How long has that been? 
since that movie. It feels like it's, it's been forever. I want to say 2018. I know I could easily type type it into this magical uh, screen in front of me, but I'm just going to go yeah. ahead and wing it. 2018, and it was uh, December of 2018. I, in my head, it was 2019, but it was late December of, of, of 2018. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we, we've not been there in several years, and we are returning back into it. Um, theaters this week. Uh, I've not heard anything or any seen any articles about post credit scenes uh, for this movie, but I'm going to say there probably is one or two, right? Um, there was one in the first one, uh, teasing Spider-Man 2099, who is obviously a main character in this one. Uh, and then also, in case you've all forgotten, Beyond the Spider-Verse, the sequel to this, is coming out in less than a year, uh, March 29th, mm-hmm. 2024. So my guess is, um, as, as they've said, and everyone loves to say about their second movie in a trilogy... This is their Empire Strikes Back, Mike. And <laughs> with an Empire Strikes Back, that means you're leaving it on a cliffhanger, probably, to revisit it in just a couple months. So, oh man, you you said you said Empire Strikes Back, and it just made me uh, um, uh, remember. Uh, there's these two roommates uh, that are on TikTok, and the other one has not seen any Star Wars before in their entire life. They obviously know of it. You can't live in this world and not know something about Star Wars, but they've never seen the movies. So the roommate is setting them down and uh, watching them uh, chronologically through the story mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, recording their reactions. And it's it, they're getting up to Empire. They just went through the prequel trilogy. They watched A New Hope. The next one is going to be uh, Empire Strikes Back. So I'm yeah. really curious to see what happens. That, but it's it's really fun. Like that's the that's the one thing that would make like a nerd who like would never want to have children want to have children just so you can like bring somebody new into the world and show them Star Wars at some point in time. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's I I always reference that comic right from XKCD. It's like you're you're one of today's lucky ten thousand who for being introduced to this for the very first time and like mm-hmm. there there is opportunity when someone's like I haven't watched that to celebrate that with them and go live vicariously through them experiencing yeah. this media. And so. what do you do? Like you you have this huge responsibility of like how do I introduce this to somebody? Do we go chronologically through the narrative? Do we do release orders so it, they can kind of understand the cultural world and how yeah. it affected it, you know? It's funny cuz I literally talked to someone Thursday no, Friday night about this who's never seen it and they were like mm-hmm. they were like I don't know where I would start. Maybe chronologically I'm like I would recommend and I always say the machete cut of Star Wars, right? And this is where you do 4 5 Two, three, six. Yeah, but thing is, now you got like you got Rogue One. You can throw into the mix. Well, you well, know, soon you might be able yeah. to include Andor into the whole well, thing. If, if so you're just doing, like... if you're just doing movies, right? Just to keep it simple, right now, because I, I would diving into the Clone Wars TV show and Andor and all the other stuff. I, that'd be a whole different beast. But like, if you're like, you know, we're gonna watch the movies. I would do four, five. You can do one, two, three if you want to see them all. But but you know, obviously, I think. There's a real, if they don't know Darth Vader is Luke's father, which a lot of people probably know just culturally, right? Even if you've never seen the movies, like you're like Luke, I mean, everyone knows the line. Um, finding that out and then going back and finding out who Anakin Skywalker is in one, two, and three is such a, a fun trip to to watch it that way. So um, we have Star Wars news later, but while we're on it, the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi, you know, was was recently, right? Um, mm-hmm. And there's this project I follow called uh, Star Wars Despecialized. And, and are you familiar with the, this project? That they, oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. they released a version three of Return of the Jedi this week uh, for that for that anniversary. So, like, they keep going back, finding older, you know, reels, cleaning them up, um, making them 1080 and 4K, finally, uh, of these closest to theatrical release 
ever of these movies. And, and they're fan projects. You can't buy them. Um, really impressed Disney and uh, Lucasfilm have let this go on for as long as they have. Um, you know, letting people, you know, literally un-George Lucas the film. At the end of the day. <laughs> so um, that, that came out this week uh, for, for people who were interested in that. Nice. Uh, moving on uh, across Spider-Verse, buy your tickets, get out and see this movie. It, it, is, it is a cartoon movie, yes, but people need to go see it in theaters. The first one is great. This one's going to... I have high hopes for this one, Mike, so get out and see Spider-Verse in theaters. Captain America New World Order has uh, is the next movie production to be affected by the writer strike uh, that is still going on, and I don't think there's any end in sight yet, but um, more, more power to them. Um... And, and another movie as well. But we have some set photos of uh, Sam Wilson and uh, what's his name? Danny Ramirez. Or Joaquin Torres as Danny Ramirez uh, while they're filming uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier out here. Not Falcon, <laughs> New World Order. Captain America, New World yeah. Order. Sorry. I mean, I suppose this isn't an improvement over the last set photo we saw where there yeah. was just a, a perpetual plane wing blocking everything, but yeah. he is out of the suit in civilian clothes so it just kind of looks like somebody's catching him walking out of lunch <laughs> yeah it, but that was the suit from that video last week though when you're like is that was that anthony making like yeah because it's the same that's the same clothes he was wearing whenever he was mm. uh, with the uh the snake dude so mm-hmm. um so pretty pretty excited to see that i mean like i said i'd rather just watch the footage so hopefully you know this comes out soon but i'm glad they're still doing production on the flip side of this what is probably a closely related movie or maybe similar the thunderbolts movie Production has been paused during the writer's strike as well. So um, no real surprise there. I've not seen anything like filming on this yet. So uh, I don't think, I think it's just like, again, pre-production scripting, stuff like that. Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's interesting. I feel like I'll have a little bit more to say when we get to our other movie that was not affected by the writer strike, but was at the same time. Yeah. So I'll 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 wait to chime in yeah. when we get to Deadpool three. Yeah, Thunderbolt. I think the we've talked about how things are being going to be delayed at, at Marvel uh, due to Iger's you know quality over quantity strategy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is going to push back several more things that we have reported on, right? Like. I don't if, if Thunderbolts productions pause. I don't think the Century one shot is going to happen, or is, it's not going to happen this year, right? One of those mm-hmm. things. So I think we're, uh, when SCCC rolls around, we're going to get a more uh, up to date release schedule to reflect uh, real world events and their internal planning for everything. Uh, news that dropped today: uh, The Punisher, John Bernthal, is returning to you know uh, Daredevil: Born Again, and afterwards, it is uh, r- rumored that he's going to get his own headline show on Disney Plus as well. Again, another Punisher show, if you will. Wow. Uh, boy, they just love they just love the Punisher over there, don't they? Like, I didn't expect yeah. him to get he didn't get a show on Netflix until later. Then he got two seasons of the show, so they they like bringing him in to the stuff. I'm just really curious narratively how they bring back characters like Daredevil and the Punisher, which theoretically have different character origins slightly because these are like multiversal versions of the characters, right? They're not Mm -hmm. the same that we've seen from Netflix. So it's like we do need like a little bit of backstory to just inform their character, right? But I feel like it's going to be like a little confusing, right? Because they, they treaded a lot of like ground. Uh, or for both of these characters of kind of like how they coped with their past and trauma and like their friendships and their love lives and everything like that. So when you're booting up like a brand new series, I feel like, do you just like, I, like, what do you do? You have to like, 
you know, just like any new season of a show, right? You have to invent like a brand new storyline, new, you mm. know, new hurdles for them. But yeah, it'll just it'll be interesting, uh, like narrative I, uh, um, problem solving. Yeah, I, I don't think I, I I think I'll lean a little bit farther from you. I don't think it'll be confusing. I think they will borrow elements from the Netflix show, right? Like, hey, here's some similarities, like Daredevil and She Hulk, um, and Spider Man. Yeah, it's fine, works for me. Uh, Kingpin, little. I'm interested to know why he's is different, right? He's more of a comic booky, like tankier character, um, gonna be in this. But yeah, Punisher. They just, it's just, to me, it's just they love bringing, you know, Frank Castle in in everything they do. The Punisher just got this, but it kind of gives me hope, a little bit of hope here, Mike, that some of these ground level heroes, fighters, events, whatever we want to call them, are going to be able to live and exist without having to be part of these um larger universal cataclysmic events right like hey we can literally see um someone like you know the punisher in downtown or like in queens or in new york or whatever without having to deal with alien invasions all the time or something like that yeah. like you know the world's not ending all the time here it's just like we have criminals that we have to wor- worry about all the time mm-hmm. so very excited for that uh, on the flip side, speaking of New York, Ironheart, the show that is um, done in production. We've not heard much out of this show in a while, right? Uh, since she made her debut in Wakanda Forever. But the rumor is Mephisto is, is human form, if you will, uh, has purchased the Avengers Tower during that Spider-Man homecoming and uh, owns a tech company. So we'll mostly see him as a um, suited up businessman in the show, which I thought <laughs> is an interesting take. I won't believe anything about Mephisto until yeah. I see it with my own eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think this is the best way. To, this will be the, the most likely scenario because of uh, the red, uh, the I guess the, not the red hood. That's DC. The hood has his magical cape or whatever. So um, we're going to be interested to see why the devil wants technology at the end. Of I the mean, day. I do like the idea of the tower going uh, in the other direction, right? I think everyone just assumed it would be the Fantastic Four Tower at some point in time. There's a thousand oh. photoshops you can see yeah. out there on Google Images if you want to, right? And I'm glad it's not. I'm glad it's not the Kingpin as well. That was the other mm-hmm. thing. Like, oh, the Kingpin, but well, not, he doesn't really need to buy the, the tower yet. Maybe at the end of this. But um, Ironheart relatively quiet on that front. Uh, so hopefully we get some news sooner than later, right? Go see some of this. All right, buckle up. We are in the Fantastic Four news section, Mike. Yeah, we want to talk about this. The rumored cast for this movie has been revealed by, quote-unquote, a, a scooper called My Time to Shine Hello. He uh, This account is notorious for dropping everything and anything. It could be true. It could mm-hmm. be not true. I think the more you drop, the more likely something is just going to stick, right? Um, so that's where he gets some things right, gets some things wrong. So if you click in here, you'll see the photos of the four actors. And uh, they are saying that Adam Driver is locked in as Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic, which we've talked about. Uh, Margot Robbie as Sue Storm and the Invisible Woman. Paul Meskel as Johnny Storm, the Human Torch. And David Diggs as Ben Grimm, the Thing. Um, which, I mean, star-studded to start off, right? You know, yep. Adam Driver and Margot Robbie. I'm not yep. super familiar with Paul Meskel, he, uh, I'm sure. He is the lead in... Um, the upcoming Gladi- uh, uh, Ridley Scott's Gladiator 2 movie. He, he's the oh, lead in that. Right. So uh, he will be there. And then David Diggs, he was uh, in the Hamilton play. And then before mm-hmm. coming out, he's in, um, uh, what was it, Snowpiercer. And he's the voice of uh, Sebastian the Crab in this weekend's Little Mermaid movie as well. Mm-hmm. And some other things. He's done a lot of work. He, 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 but that's what he's known for around there. So. He- 
yeah, this this seems to be if this is rumored, you know, not set in stone. If we don't really know, right? This would be like the star focused version, right? I feel like there was also like a version of the Fantastic Four that's been floating around that's like more lower key, right? You mm -hmm. know, they might be they might be known in smaller circles, but let's build them up and turn them into superstars in a way, right? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I love Adam Driver, you know. Yeah. I, I I would I could love him in anything and as I say every single time every single time we talk about Ree Richards on the show if they go the Ultimates route and they yeah. turn him evil eventually I mean perfect yeah. casting yeah and, and this is to me it's very interesting that you know again Adam Driver and Margot Robbie would obviously sign up for this knowing that this is probably a role or a, a contract that has a longer stipulation than most other Marvel contracts right now right like the Fantastic Four. Uh, Secret Wars, you know, more movies down the road. So I'm, 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 I'm happy they were able to lock these people in for for a longer term uh, at this point. Because again, Margot Robbie, not as uh, uh, coming from Harley Quinn now, now over here to to Marvel, uh, being being a shift there. And Adam Driver, you know, from obviously from Star Wars. Uh, the other two, I think that I think the other two, I say, Mike would be your relatively unknowns, right? Your half and your half of like up and comers, if you will. So. Um, I yeah, just I, I, go ahead, and I, and I feel like David Diggs, right? You know, uh, really with anyone being cast for the thing, right? You know, eventually they're behind a suit of rocks, right? You're kind of yeah. just looking for like your Bradley Coopers or your uh, Vin Diesels, right? You know, for your CG character. So you know, not saying it could literally be anybody, but you at least that actor doesn't have to worry about hair and makeup as much, right? They're just yeah. showing up to the booth. <laughs> yeah, and, and and or they could be they could be doing mocap as well. Um, but you know he he's right now is a his latest role is a voice acting role so um, absolutely fantastic I think uh, what the only thing I want to see out of this Mike is when Secret Wars rolls around we need a Chris Evans uh, a um, Michael B Jordan and a Paul Mescal meeting up the three Human Torches right like um, oh I see what you're saying <laughs> uh, like we, we and then you know like then then you know maybe Human Torch meets Captain America and then you know uh, the other one meets uh killmonger at some point or like hey you look familiar uh, kind of that, that would that would get the that would get the theater going oh that would yeah. get the crowd Is, that that's that's your that's your uh guess your uh mjolnir captain america mjolnir moment from India. yes right exactly and then uh the other part of this we've talked about this before but antonio banderas is obviously rumored as galactus and then he has a, he posted a video uh literally this weekend of him getting a uh, exact copy of his face built for a movie and why would you do that unless you're going to use them as a a big, you know, alien kind of thing, right? Like, is this, is this his Galactus? Are they modeling the Galactus stuff kind of thing? Uh, I don't know. Cause he's got that big helmet, right? We all talked, we all talked about the Galactus, the big helmet. So, um, Oh man, there's probably like, um, hair and make hair and makeup people out there who work in the industry that like recognize like these specific people yeah. doing, doing it. And they're probably like, Oh, or I guess they'd be props people. Right. Yeah. And they'd be like, Oh no, these people always work on like Marvel movies. Yeah. Right. So there, there could be a little bit more here, but yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, I, I get claustrophobic watching this video. Watch it's a, it's a time lapse of him being essentially encased in plaster mm -hmm. and about the time they they only leave him with his nose holes uncovered, I I start getting a little claustrophobic watching it. So mm -hmm. um, it's kind of crazy. You don't really need to do this as much anymore, right? With a lot of the three D scanning technology that we have, but you know, this is cool too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's gotten both done. You know, uh, for that. So uh, very, very, very cool. 
Uh, now to, to jump back to where you were talking about, Deadpool three has started filming. Um, you know, Hugh Jackman, Ryan Reynolds, they are they're on set. They're doing doing the roles. I believe also the actor who does Colossus was there as well. Um, but one of the big rules, I guess, rules um, or things to come out of this is Ryan Reynolds cannot ad lib or change stage directions or anything uh, from the script during production because he has a co writing credit on this movie compared to previously when he did not, and it was added in later. Like he started off mm-hmm. with co writing credit. So that really prevents him from, you know, ad libbing on set. However, as we have talked about till we're, we're blue in the face, literally. You can voice over any of his lines in the voiceover booth because he's wearing the Deadpool mask, right? Like, yeah. Like, there's I very little work you have to do on set. Yes, ex- exactly. And especially since, I mean, I don't think he was out of the Deadpool suit that often in the sequel. I, I don't believe so. I don't think we saw a lot of, except in, in the prison scene, the I prison, guess. Yeah. He, but that was just uh, the one segment. So he's traditionally in the suit most of the time. So, and if you think about scheduling and production and everything, if this this strike goes comparably to as long as some of the other ones, the strike will probably last about as long as per as physical production of this movie, right? With the mm-hmm. cameras out and filming. So yeah, the strike could be wrapped up by the time um, uh, by the time. Uh, post-production comes around and then yeah you can ad-lib and go crazy and, and you'll be fine yep. you'll be good to go also i don't know you could consider this a bad thing you could consider this a good thing but this the this movie has probably been written about a thousand times already yeah. you know we, we like when it was at back at like fox they had like drafts of it, it moved to disney they probably had a draft of it well, they decided it's... where they were going to probably put it in the multiverse they had a new draft of it so i feel like maybe a lot of the problem solving for the writing has hopefully already been done you know well this movie also it had the um the sisters writing it first and then it went back to reese and warnick right like remember like the the molly new sisters did it originally so this has Mm -hmm. been through several hands um well beforehand so hopefully they do the script and you know with with um you know ryan reynolds on on the writing staff technically i guess they would have a writer there even though he's not officially there as a writer, right? Because most of the production stuff, we don't have a writer on set. Um, or they should because they need one there to do this. So hopefully he can at least, you know, hey, we'll do, we'll shoot some more when this, when the, when it's done to, to for pickups. But let's keep production going for everybody else on the crew. So yeah, I mean, another thing these these films are going to have to look out for is there's uh, an actor strike possibly on the horizon. Uh, coming up as well um, so that could impact some of these things so I think yeah. we all just kind of need to like buckle down and just prepare that there is a lot of uh, renegotiation happening mm-hmm. out here in Hollywood and you know you're maybe not going to get things as quickly as you wanted but mm-hmm. I, you could see an explosion in uh, animated content right you know if it doesn't cross over with uh, WGA um, because the animation guild they already renegotiated their contract I think last year so you could see a lot more animated projects on on streaming possibly so you know if you like animation that could be a that could be a a bonus for a little while but but if you don't watch it they're going to remove it from all your streaming services forever and you'll never be able to watch it so (laughs) you know we're we are just in this vortex of awfulness so uh hopefully they they get all this ironed out for us uh us consumers on on those regular people uh, moving into DC, there were some Funko releases earlier, and one of the villains they confirmed on these Funko releases is someone named Conrad Carapax. And I'm like, that sounds like a really old villain uh, who's named after a bug somehow. Yeah, Carapax, yeah, sounds like 
something I'm like uh, like a part like a part of a bug or something like uh, another word for like an exoskeleton or something like carapace. Yeah. I think that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's like a Pokemon named Carapax or something similar to it as well. Uh, but he's the in in the comics he was the indestructible man. Uh, he wears a uh, he ha- or he his consciousness was transferred to a suit of armor during like some sort of uh, accident or something. So he's essentially an indestructible man in in a who's who is the suit of armor. He's not in the armor. He is the, the armor kind of thing. So the carapace is the upper section of it of uh, an carapace. exoskeleton. See, there you go. So there you go. Yep. So we we're, it's it's all coming around. But yeah, he um. He's not been around really a lot. He was a, like a villain in like the second Blue Beetle. So uh, don't know much about him, but that's supposed to be the villain. Then. So I, I expect fully another, a, a, a color swap version of Blue Beetle who's going to, he's going to be fighting with later. Who's red and gold. So um, not really surprised. Again, this movie is still, still on track to release later this year. Uh, don't really know what to make of it yet, but maybe it'll be fun, right? Maybe, maybe we'll get to see some some fun things in here since it was made for HBO max before it went to the theaters. Uh, on the flip side of this thing, the next DC project hitting theaters is the flash and tickets are now on sale. However, with this came some really like whiplash inducing news here that the early estimates for this movie, they're like, Oh, it's going to make 140 million opening weekend. Right. Uh, and now it's down to 70 million. They literally cut the anticipation in half, Mike, uh, when the tickets <laughs> actually went on sale. So, the- um, the, I mean, the ticket sales were kind of, they came up out of nowhere. I mean, I guess from a, a just an execution point of view, right? It was mm-hmm. just, I was in the middle of the day one day and I just happened to be on my uh, Cinemark app earlier in the morning. I think I was trying to reconfigure some of my Spider-Verse um, showtimes, right? And that morning, the flash tickets weren't on sale because I was checking. And then later I checked again, like two hours later, then all of a sudden they were on sale. And then two hours later, I see like James Gunn tweeting about it. So there wasn't really pomp and circumstance about the, Mm -hmm. the announcement of the tickets. And they had already had so many trailers for this movie out already by the time. So it's not like there was a, an announcement trailer for ticket sales that everyone was waiting for. So, yeah. And if you are in one of like 15 or 20 cities, you can actually watch this in IMAX on Monday, June twelfth. Uh, I don't live in near mm. any of these cities, um, but uh, you know that's a that's a great opportunity if you want to go see it early. Uh, but yeah, I, I went ahead and bought my tickets. Um, I think Indiana Jones came out like the week before, right? So I got those tickets. Like I was like, I literally it's like adding these all to my Apple Wallet. I'm like, oh my god! Like most of my stuff in here is now just movie tickets for the summer. So <laughs> someone's like, you go to movies a lot? I'm like, well, this year I am not not normally, but this year we're we're back in business after after production kicked back up. So um, hopefully this movie does well. I, I don't want to see, uh, again, We if movies are successful and good, we all win, right? You know, we, we all lift each other up. So hopefully it's a good movie and successful. But boy, is there a lot of unknowns about this that I'm just ready to watch and get out of my system. So um, also do not forget this was screened at, what was that, um, that expo, what was that expo like a couple weeks ago? Uh, CinemaCon? CinemaCon? Yeah. yeah. So, again, full spoilers for this entire movie are out there, so avoid those at all costs. Oh, God. I think with the most important thing out of this, uh, Zack Snyder saw it and has officially declared the end of the Snyderverse. Okay. So, Snyderverse bros, people, you've heard it from the man himself. Yeah. He has admitted he lost the election. 
so just deal with it. Oh my god, it was it was a. Uh, I mean, I never confirmed it. You know, I never downloaded Vero and found his account and confirmed that he actually used the hashtag uh, end of of the Snyderverse or whatever. But I'm just gonna believe it because it has to be. Right. Yeah. It was. It was technically over a long time ago. But you know, we'll we'll let him have this. I I think the only thing. Um, left from that would be what aquaman 2 right the oh god only, yeah i keep forgetting about the that. only remnant but i think this will affect that i i i have heard um again rumored post-credit scenes the rumored post-credit scene for this movie is what ends the snyderverse so um so we'll we'll see if it's this one or if aquaman does it so knock on wood but tickets on sale uh get them if you want to go see this and a lot of people are excited to see george clooney as batman again mike not george clooney the other one Michael Keaton. Why did I say George Clooney? That's the worst Batman. Why would I do that <laughs> to myself? Um, Michael Keaton as Batman. Um, in this, they, they also released a Hot Toys of him as Batman this week. Did you see that model? Like, the, the, so it's him with the gray hair and all the bat suit stuff. It looks pretty cool. Uh, shifting gears, we're gonna talk about some some sad news here. Uh, actor Ray Stevenson, uh, known for being the Punisher in the Punisher War Zone, he was a Volstag in. Uh, the Thor movies uh, passed away uh, unexpectedly earlier this week. Um, he is actually uh, going to be one of the uh, evil, not Sith, but like, you know, dark Jedi in the upcoming Ahsoka show. Uh, uh, the character Balin Skull in that um, he, he's the uh, obviously the gray haired man with the beard and the orange lightsaber in the trailer we saw. So um, really, really sad to lose him. He's, he's been a great character actor. I've always liked Ray Stevenson and everything he's done. So, uh, if you've not seen the Punisher War Zone, and you're looking for again something to, to mindlessly watch, I highly recommend that Punisher movie. Yeah. Uh, he's a he, he's a man with intensity. Yeah, yeah. He, he, and, uh, that that the Punisher War Zone also has uh, Wayne Knight, uh, known for the role of Newman in Seinfeld, in it. So uh, if you didn't know that, that's a big win in that movie as well. So. <laughs> um, but I'm excited to see him play a dark Jedi in the upcoming um, Star Wars Ahsoka show and. Um, you know, again, said sorry, to, sorry to hear his passing. Uh, also, uh, actor Tamara Morrison, known for playing uh, Jango Fett and uh, all the clones, uh, Boba Fett and Book Boba Fett, and all the other clones in that, um, will reportedly return in this as the live-action Captain Rex version, which was created in the Clone Wars. For this, he he can't get rid of Tamara. He's out there, uh, whether he's Boba Fett or not. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's gonna be he's gonna be on your screen. That's right. Uh, just give him a different colored armor set, and he's good to go. He'll 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 be doing this for as long as he can. I'm really glad he's kind of seen a resurgence, right? Like after uh, episode three, right? They they never really used him for anything. So, mm-hmm. really really cool. Uh, rumors for Star Wars Episode Ten, Mike. This is big 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 rumors here. And uh, this is that the ghost versions of Luke and Anakin will be in this movie, or at least in it, we're in a version of the script. Now, remember, we, we are on our second directing director slash script writer. We had a what's his name um, who did Lost or whatever, I think the first rep. But like this is uh, supposed to have, you know, again, ghost versions of Hayden Christensen and Mark Hamill in this movie. Yeah. I mean, it, weirdly enough, it feels like a lot of the prequels have started to been to be rehabilitated over the years, you know, either with like the clone wars or bringing some of the actors back for like a second chance. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's weird to see like the star Wars fandom kind of like energized about Hayden Christensen again. It's just, it's, it's just funny to me. Yeah. Well, it's the young, like it's the younger people. I, I found a lot of people who grew up 
only seen the prequels first, they were like, yeah, this is this is great. This is my Star Wars, right? Then you mm-hmm. have the people who are like, you know, just kind of coming back into the they're not 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 kids, but like, you know, people are coming in to the Force the Force Awakens and those and they're like, oh, "I like these." I'm like, "Fine, you can have it." But the last uh the was it the Return Rise of Skywalker is the worst one. We can all agree here. That is the worst movie in the history of Star Wars. Oh my god. But, I still remember the feeling yeah. walking out of the theater that I can't I can't shake it. Yeah, yeah. That makes two of us. <laughs> However, I did want to point out that the original version, uh, original script of The Force Awakens had a ghost um Anakin in there, but he was half Anakin, half Vader. Um, and it was like to portray his him being conflicted between his good and bad side still, the light and dark sides. Um, which I thought would have been that would have been an interesting take uh, on to seeing a force ghost, right? Like, yeah. How do you do like how do you do like a half and half ghost though? Like yeah, right down the middle. Like, are you he's wearing a... one suit with one side, one suit with another? <laughs> like a like is this like a two face situation? <laughs> yeah. I, I to me I imagine it more like a uh, like like a devil like a like a angel and devil on your shoulders, kind of like you have one oh. <laughs> doing that, but like. That would be that. I feel like that's the Taika Waititi um, version of uh, scene you're pitching uh. <laughs> for that. Um, so yeah, I, if they have them, great. That's that's awesome. Force ghosts are, are cool. We can't really. I guess we could pull. In, no, I guess Obi Wan really. He he wasn't around, right? Like I guess for for what's her name, um, Ray, just Yoda there at the at the thing. And I don't even think she was with him. She was with Luke. He was with Luke. So. I couldn't think of any other Force Ghost I'd want to have. Let's just Mace Windu. Bring him in. He's pissed off. I'm missing the hand. <laughs> I think that's the best way to do it. Uh, the Mandalorian uh, show uh, season three just wrapped, uh, but uh, the um, the Galactic Star Cruiser, which is shutting down uh, in the, the end of this year, uh, apparently was pitched uh, a Mandalorian theme before closing. Like maybe we can bring it back in by retooling this as a uh, a Mandalorian theme, which I think would have been interesting. But, you know, I was reading people about this when Bob Chapek pitched this and sold it to everybody. He was like, this is like the one percenters, right, who are going to this hotel. And like, mm-hmm. the, as someone, someone said, the people who would sell their mother to, 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 for Star Wars, you know. So, like, once you go through all those people, who's left to go to this thing? And even making it Mandalorian theme, I don't think would change my mind. Uh, you just maybe get those people to revisit it with a different theme. But yeah. also too, with that price tag, you're creating extremely high expectations for probably a very privileged crowd who already have very high expectations. Yep. So I feel like you're just setting yourself up, and then also like you also miss out on the opportunity for like free advertising, right? If you only have like a very limited number of people going through the star cruiser you know every couple of days like that you're really you're limiting your like your social reach right you know there's not going to be as many youtube videos made of their of people's trips there you know not as many like viral like tweets or tiktoks of like my time at the star cruiser because you just you're you're just really cranking down the number of people that can experience it so Yeah, but like like I said last time we talked about this, I'm sure that there's a spreadsheet, there's a pie chart somewhere by some very smart accountant that that projected, oh, and in, in this scenario worked. It's like Doctor Strange looking at the time stone, right? Yeah. He was just like, out of the out of the one billion possibilities, one of them is financially successful, yeah. and this is it. Let's go for it. Yeah, we we we've got everybody on board. It's a unique and, and you know, everything I heard about this was great. Like nobody complained about the quality of it. It was just. Six thousand dollar plus for a family of four there for a couple days, like Jesus, I, I couldn't imagine it. So, um, and, and it's uh, it's wild, but I'm glad they're they're shutting down these expensive 
options at the park. On the flip side, uh, earlier this week, Pedro Pascal confirmed that his role in The Mandalorian is mostly voiceover for him from now on. Um, so that did he did kind of say, like, it allowed me to go do other things a la The Last of Us, right, um, during that last season. So they don't think, you know, he will ever... If he takes his helmet off, it'll be a rare occasion, you know, right, in, in whatever, however many seasons remain, you know, when he's in that Dave Filoni movie, um, right? Uh, so... I, I don't think we're going to see him, but maybe once or twice ever again, like his face in the show. So I, I think, I mean, wh- talk about a clutch gig. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like we were talking about, uh, before, you know, voice acting, like the thing, you know, right. It's, this is just, man, this is awesome. <laughs> this is like this. What, a, what an amazing journey. Pedro right. Pascal has been on through his career. Uh, one of these, again, he's, he's essentially got the, the James Earl Jones role, right? Of, of Vader in star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I, I can entirely, I, I anticipate they've recorded enough words from him to, they can just literally type it into a computer, but okay, throw these, throw this dialogue in. And it sounds mm-hmm. like the Mandalorian going forward. Right. So, uh, wouldn't be surprised if he's not even recording lines very often going forward either. Just ones that yes, they, they I, couldn't get right. Yeah, I'll be the first to say I don't have a lot of uh, respect for uh, the Mandalorian uh, zealots and their culture. So I would like to see everybody's faces and take off their helmets at some point in time. Because uh, once you spend a little more time with Mandalorians, you just start to think like, they have to take the helmet off at some point, just functionally, right? We all got that scene of like, oh, how do they eat together? You know, oh, yeah, you go off on your own. Yeah. You know, like that, you know, that was kind of interesting tidbit. But like eventually you got like, like what, like what happens when like, you know, you, you meet somebody you really like, do you not get to like kiss? Or you're, allowed, you're allowed to take your pants off, well, but not your I, helmet off. Well, like, actually, you know, they, they don't, they really just add new abandoned children to their cause mike as, as we both learned it the mandalorian <laughs> and and grogu were both just kind of found and added to the thing so yeah uh it, it's it's a home for wayward mandalorians but um <laughs> uh yeah i really not surprised at this um i'm glad i'm glad they're letting him do it and he can go in and do other things right so uh good good for him all right meet a little bit of meat here for the episode mike um we had a uh sony uh, state of play. We haven't had one in uh, two years, I think uh, they said mm-hmm. uh, this week. And yeah, we got some games. A lot of the games um, trailers. Some look cool. Some looked kind of okay, right? Not really up my alley. Whatever's fine. Um, but they, as is as in tradition, when you have a hour long event, you save your best stuff for last. And mm-hmm. the best thing for last is they gave us uh, what I thought originally. And I texted you this and deleted it. Was a Wolverine gameplay trailer <laughs> uh, because <laughs> I it, saw. And it was a it was a good it was a good guess. The, the start of this trailer feels like a Wolverine game. However, Spider Man Two gives us twelve minutes of cinematics, gameplay, and and more. All all oh, in yeah. one good one we're, we're, meaty twelve minute section here. It's great. Yeah, we're gonna t- we're gonna talk about this for a while because this was the highlight of my week uh, yeah. for sure. When it comes to just anything that I got to see on the internet, it was a great thing because I I I knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody right of people that that worked at PlayStation and through the chain of knowing somebody. I was told that there wasn't going to be any Spider-Man thing happening at this state of play. So I had my hopes like really, really low, right? You know, Mike even you know, told China- me this and I was like, 
Oh man, that's gonna be yeah, sad I'm, if they don't yeah, have it. I mean, I was just relaying the information that yeah. I had. I did. I didn't necessarily believe it. I was just reporting, right? I was just doing a d- yeah. doing my journalistic integrity, right? Just letting my buddy know what I know. No, yeah, no, uh, no, no fingers pointed here. It was just like one of those things, like you know, you're like, oh, really? That's not. But I'll I'll tune in anyway, just in case. But you know, that, yeah, that was so like I, I was hoping the- for. So I had the state of play just kind of like pulled up in the corner of my monitor, just going on throughout my day, right? And then all of a sudden we pull up to this, uh, the final video, right? Saving the best for last, as Chris say. And we're in the jungle, right? Like, what are we watching? Somebody's being stalked here. This is a very highly polished cinematic, but could be literally anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm kind of, I'm not super plugged into the video game zeitgeist, so I could be seeing something extremely familiar right now, and I have no idea what it is. Then all of a sudden, Craven pops yeah. in and she's like oh is this a, a craven like video game i mean i'm not opposed to it a weird ip to start to adapt but i don't know maybe it's well, it's it, craven season it, with the uh, the movie kind of you know in yeah. the zeitgeist well, it, too. Fe- it felt like a wolf like wolverine right like it's in the jungle you know you have you know again craven and wolverine would be like two hunters right like yeah, yeah. i'm like i'm like obviously this is our first footage of wolverine and we've not had it in forever so my yeah. mind immediately went there before the next scene transitioned where they're yeah. like, why don't we find a new hunting ground and it's New York. But, like, even, but oh. even when that happened and they showed the hunting ground and they saw New York, I still didn't believe it was Spider-Man because I was like, Marvel like licenses their IP to like so many different video game studios. This could be like a new, like this could be like an expansion for like Marvel Snap. Maybe it's yeah. coming to the PlayStation, right? Because what we're doing is we're watching a cinematic. Yeah. It could be literally for anything. Like the cinematics for Midnight Suns look beautiful, but have nothing to do with like what you're doing, like in the game, like visually represented, right? Yep. So I'm just like, what is happening here? So like when Peter slash Spidey slash Venom pops out of that basement cellar in Queens, I was like, ah, it's the Spider-Man gameplay yeah. trailer. <laughs> yeah. So he, yeah, he literally um the 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 starts off. I thought it was just going to be a trailer. Like, we were sitting around like, oh, it's just going to be another trailer. It's going to end here. We're not going to get more of this, right? It's just a tease mm-hmm. that Craven is going to be in the game. We have to fight Craven. No, that was literally just the first two minutes. We had ten more minutes to go on this su- sucker. And they literally introduced uh, Peter Parker jumping out of uh, the lizard's house, right? His basement. Mm-hmm. In his red suit being projected out by black tentacles. And you're like... Oh my god! And then you see the black venom symbiote take over his red suit, and he gets this nice, wet, gooey, glossy <laughs> black suit that you get to see for the rest of the trailer. And it's a and it's a cool look too. Like uh, I would say, you uh, a unique yet traditional interpretation of the black suit Spider Man because usually it's just uh, it's like a color shift, right? It's a new uh, it's a new variation. It's like selecting your Smash Brothers character, right? And you just change Link's color from like green, you know, to black, right? Still essentially the same character model, right? But he's kind of got these cool kind of like almost like textured, like kind of like football paddings kind the of shoulders, in a way yeah. going around. Yep. And it looks it looks really, really cool. And also like an announcement right there, right? I mean, I guess you could have assumed that you would have been getting like the Venom suit at some point in time. But like, I thought my interpretation was at the end of the last Spider-Man game that we were just going to see the symbiote, the, like we were going to see Venom as a the, villain. Well, the right? last, the first trailer for Spider-Man 2 was just Venom. It was Tony Todd talking, and they showed Venom at the end, right? Like the Venom himself. So you're you're right. Like nobody, like you could kind of, I guess, extrapolate potential black suit, but like no, like 
Yeah. Craven, or like Craven me, was the announcement, and the black suit was just an, a, an exclamation mark on the Spider-Man portion yeah. of it. Or, like, you could see the black suit maybe coming in in, like, one of the final chapters of the video game, right? Yeah. You know, you're building up the fight, your final villain, and you finally get some of the suit. But it seems to be, it's going to be, like, a narrative driver in the story of, you know, Miles mm-hmm. uh, dealing with Peter kind of being more edgy and uh, violent and a well, little he, careless. Yeah, he's very dismissive, right? Like, there's the meme here uh, that I've seen a hundred times where... where Peter saves um, a dude from a, from an exploding helicopter, right? And like he lands, and he just like kind of throws him to the ground, like because yeah. he's like he's like because he and you hear it in his voice. He's 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 angrier. He's darker. He's like you know like he's very very uh, I would not say bloodthirsty, but like violent sounding in in the voice actor voice. Mm-hmm. And I'm I was that was a that was a huge surprise and like a welcome surprise as well, right? Like he's fighting. The uh, Craven goons in Queens. We, we this is the first time we've ever seen Queens in the game as well. Yeah, that's a that's a big question mark that I have too because uh, Manhattan is this great playground for a video game map, right? Because it's an island, right? Talk about a perfect way to just build invisible ra- walls around your video game of like, oh, my character, like there's a couple bridges, right? But like we just put some uh, little blockades there and they won't be able to leave the island. But now that we're going to Manhattan, uh, I mean Queens, Queens theoretically connects to the rest of the continent yeah. right you know you know if the video game uh, engine was limitless you could web swing your way across the country from there so is queens just going to be like a like a little gameplay moment like how they um I think Rikers Island. I don't think you could go back to Rikers. Yeah, you can't swing uh, yeah, you... outside of that. So is it going to be like one of those things, mm-hmm. or do we go get to visit Queens and it's an, it's the expansion of the map? I mean, I've only been to New York one time, but I did go to Queens while I was there, and at least from the areas that I got to experience, it's much more suburban, like you get to see in this trailer. So not a lot of big buildings, not a lot of opportunities to do a lot of big web swings yeah. there. Yeah, and well, and, and kind of the the way this happens is you see, you know, there are two little icons of them. You use your L1 and your R1 for different attacks, right, as Spider-Man. It was cool mm-hmm. to see him literally, like, pick up four people in group style and slam them down. Oh, but, so cool. But at the end, and then he, like, also, like, bicycle kicked a dude against the wall as well. Like, oh, that was that was, that was Against rad. the house. But at the end of that, like, he doesn't come back to the island. He literally, it says switch to Miles, right? It shows that yeah. you get to play both of them. Uh, so he switched on. So I, I agree it could be a... You know, you're here for a couple scenes moments rather than, hey, um, you're yeah. going to stick around for a while. But when we went back to Miles, we get to see him with his new wingsuit oh, and the gliding you know, around. You know me. Whenever we get a chance to talk about video games, my number one favorite thing is just traversal mechanics. Yes. Just anything to get around the world. And now that there's wingsuits, like, hell yeah, awesome. It's not a jetpack, but to me, it's basically a jetpack, which it, is the coolest thing you could do in a video game. And then to even, like, double down. So you have your swing, you have your, your things, but then there were also the aerial tunnels you could see there on the map where, where yeah. Miles flew into, like, a, a speed boost, if you will. So getting around New York is going to be even faster yeah, and it's before. like, and you get to see a little bit where it transitions to Peter too, where he like threads the needle of this subway car when he's chasing the lizard. He yeah. like goes through it with a wingsuit, then he pops out into it. It just, it's so cool. So like, I feel like everything, they're doing everything right here where this is technically like the third game in the series, right? Yeah. So we're getting like new powers, new abilities, new mechanics. Um, I'm curious what they'll do to kind of... Um, 
re-familiarize ourselves with the tool set, right? You know, video games usually try to come up with like creative ways to be like, oh, you've lost all your powers, you know, let's slowly get them back, which I know that they didn't do that recently with the new Star Wars game. You started with all your abilities, but I need the tutorial. Like, like if I... If I try to pick Spider-Man back up, like a like, oh, I just want to kill some time and swing around the city. It takes me like an hour to remember how to play the game because there's so many little things that you can so, do, so many different like combos and volleys and like mechanics. Did, like I need to be retrained. Did you play the Miles game at all uh, by chance? Mm-hmm. So I like yep. what they they stripped it down, right? Like you don't have ten gadgets; you had four gadgets and like four abilities rather than like all of Spider-Man's. I thought that was a better way to handle you know, um, a streamlined version of the game. But as again, as you saw, like you're actually pulling left trigger or L ones and R ones to different, abil- like stacking your abilities. I'm like, that's why mm-hmm. I really you like, can, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, I was just going to say with the abilities, you can, you can make your own lines. Yeah. Now. That's what I was going to say. The zip line. So, yeah. Like, so you, you, uh, like miles had saying he created a line across the room. Then in the middle of that line created another zip line. I'm like, the stealth sections are going to be way more, entertaining when you can like do your own lines above everybody yeah. rather than mm-hmm. relying on that stuff. He also did like a Kamehameha blast with his, uh, energy oh, yeah. ball, uh, uh-huh. and some other, like, um, he, he actually shocked someone in slow motion. They, she flew back in the bolts chain lightning to everybody else as well. So, uh, both characters are getting some upgrades, but you're right. Like, you, you know, thank God this is probably not the first mission. Um, <laughs> but like, you're going to, they're going to have to like ease you back in. Right. Maybe, maybe he, he upgraded his suit or something and like, Hey, Take the, take the new suit for a run, you know, kind of thing. Oh, man. And just talking about the mission just in general, just the, the section of the game that we get to see in this uh, gameplay trailer, it just looks it looks so fun. It's like high octane, like you are like jumping on and off jet skis. Uh, you're you're webbing to like Genki's like hacked drone, and you're like skiing like through yeah. like the harbor while the lizards like dodging, chasing you, There's, dodging bullets. Like you're, you're using the spider sense to dodge sniper shots. Yeah, it like transitions to the pier where you're like doing it on the pier too, and you're moving. It just it looks so cool. It's so fun. Like. This is probably like uh, rivaling almost any other like Spider-Man media. Like yeah. I love the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, but like I I I feel like I'm almost loving the games like mm-hmm. even more. And they're doing a really good job with their narrative too, like reinventing things, but also like making it fun and familiar. So, oh man, it was just it was a surprise above all surprises. I'm just glad that you told me it was happening, right? Yeah. Uh, that that like they were doing like a state of play. I don't think they called it a state of play. I think they just called it a game showcase this time around, yeah. but I'm glad I tuned in cuz it it was fun going into it not knowing what I was about yeah. to see because now they've just clipped it into trailers and you know exactly what you're about to watch, but it was fun being surprised. Yeah, and and again, I I just can't believe it's 12 minutes, like 10 minutes of gameplay, right? Like mm-hmm. that that's to me that is unrivaled. I thought it would just be cinematics like hype hype hype, but no, the gameplay was there as both Spider-Man um you know, you see cities uh, traversing the city, traversing the water, some underground stuff, some stealth stuff. Uh, this trailer, I will say, overall, seems very early in the game. And I only say this because um, Genki hasn't met Peter yet. Uh, and it was like the first time they met in this trailer. He was like, hi, Mr. Spider-Man or whatever. So um, very, very interested to see kind of where they 
where they pick up and where they meet up and uh, how this goes. But I, I'm I'm thrilled. I'm so happy. You know, this game. This is like one of two games I, I own a PlayStation for, right? And it looks like it's firing on all cylinders. Yeah. Do out. we know when it's supposed to come out? Fall. This fall. Fall. Okay. Yes, it is this Which year. Which means, in video game fashion, will get delayed and probably be more like November. <laughs> so, well, thankfully, like like um all the, all the PlayStation first party games, right? Like God of War Ragnarok. They didn't give a release date until they were 100% certain it was going to come out, right? So, um, and the, uh, you know, I'm feeling the same with this. That's why they gave a window of fall. Like, what's the last day of fall we can do, right? I guess December 21st before winter actually turns. Uh, but, you know, you're going to want to have this for the holidays. This is going to sell consoles right here. 100% mm-hmm. think so. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Check that trailer out on our, on our show notes when you get some time. That's going gonna, gonna to be a nice palate cleanser for your week there. Uh, switching up gears, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, the movie, uh, has a new trailer coming out this week, Mike. I want, I want to let you know that. I was going to say it's probably trying to land literally before Into the Spider-Verse, right? Because oh, this yeah. is the same art style. Very close art styles. And um, it has moved up a couple days uh, to August 2nd when it comes out this summer. And it'll only be against the Meg 2. So uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think they have to worry so much about that one. But yeah, I'll, I'm so excited for Turtles. Yeah, that's going to be a good, uh, I guess, like I said, that summer ender right there. That, that in in the summer on that cap. So mm. very excited for that movie to hit the summer as well. Uh, did you see this trailer for Skull Island that came out? The Netflix yeah, animated I, series set. I in. just ran randomly came across it, and I was just like. What? Yeah. <laughs> Why are they making this? Yeah, so uh, um, I forget who owns the. Uh, is it Legendary? I think maybe owns Kong uh, in the yeah, in Godzilla so. stuff. So they literally, there's an Apple TV live action show coming out, right? Um, for the Godzilla, it's called Titans or something like that. Uh, they oh did... yeah, like the the organization that like protects oh, Earth or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, whatever that was called. And then there's like you know uh, Monarch. That's what it was. Monarch. There is. Uh, they're working. What was that? That trailer we saw. Was it? Um, Godzilla versus Kong two, right? It had the bigger, like orangutan looking monkey uh, mm-hmm. on the throne. There, Skull Island. This does look like the DC animation style, right? On this trailer, very much mm-hmm. that. And what was it? What's the other show? Um, uh, Invincible looks very much Invincible esque a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're 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 going on with this. This didn't really move me too much to want to watch it, but thought it was interesting that you know they've made it and it's coming out you know June twenty second. So that'll be some. Some, I was just taken aback. It, it seemed like something that you would see maybe release within like one of the last movies, right? Usually that's kind of like the the play for these Netflix animated adaptions, right? They try to like synergize a little bit yeah. with something else that's just come out. And I'm like, I, I think we're a little far away from like the next Kong thing. So very strange. Well, my, my guess is it's like, hey, um, this is to remind you that this this property is still out there while we make the movie uh, and other stuff. Because, again, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong was HBO Max, remember? Um, they dropped that on HBO Max uh, digital first in, like, 2022, was it? Or 21 when that came out. So mm-hmm. um, you got to be all over the place, all over streaming services to watch this stuff. Because the next one will be Apple TV. So they're just, they're just licensing out to everybody and anybody who's got, who's got a streaming service. Lastly, uh, this is more uh, Mortal Kombat 2 news, the movie. Um, Adeline Rudolph, who I believe was also in The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, uh, much like the last actress who was uh, confirmed, and she's mm-hmm. the female lead in Hellboy the Crooked Man, which also recently wrapped filming, uh, will play Katana in this upcoming movie. Katana is, I believe, she is the blue fan-wielding 
Mortal Kombat character? Mm. You remember the yeah, ones? We're both, <laughs> we're both right now just like Googling Katana yeah, I was like, Mortal I was like, Kombat. I, like Jade is green, Katana is the blue one. She's essentially the, um, I guess, the, the, the love interest of Liu Kang in the games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Princess Kong, so she's the blue fan wheeling one, not yeah. not the green one. That's Jade. <laughs> so uh, woof. I'm more interested in the in the parentheses that the the Crooked Man just wrapped up. Uh, filming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that made that's more inter- more uh, I would say uh, ex- exciting yeah. at this point in time. Yeah, yeah. So so the uh, the Hellboy the 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 new movie written by Mike uh, Magnola based on the series uh, wrapped wrapped filming I think last week or so. So. Um, she is now free to move on to the Mortal Kombat 2 filming. I want them to go ahead and just confirm Carla Urban is playing Johnny Cage. Like, go ahead and tell us that's true so we, you know, can get that out of our heads and get excited for this movie to come out, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, big big year for Mortal Kombat fans. I feel like Mortal Kombat all over the place. But, uh, yeah, that's that's it. That's a, that's, a, that's the show for this week, Mike. Um, really, really love talking Spider-Man with you because we haven't really talked since we saw it uh, live. So, um, mm-hmm. absolutely great there but if people want to know what you're up to what you're doing where can they find you bum? well they can find me at mike royer design on instagram twitter and tiktok and you can read my web comic at liferewardsrisk.com chris if people want to find you catch you see where you're at where can they find you find me on instagram valdan87 uh or twitter valdan v-a-l-d-a-n or any video game system with those things on there you can check it out uh, the people know more about the show and what we do every week and next week we'll have two episodes for you guys with uh, our across uh, the spider verse review where can they find all that good yeah, stuff? yeah we're we're gearing up for the summer movie season so if you want to see what we'll be reviewing what news we're going to be talking about head on over to superheroslate.com you can find us on apple podcast youtube spotify wherever else you love to listen to find podcasts you can like us on facebook follow us on twitter and instagram you can get merch at superheroslate.com slash store we love hearing from you reach out what did you think of the spider-man gameplay trailer are you excited for the new blue beetle villain that we think is an insect we don't know uh let us know reach out let us know what you think uh we love our super fans so if you want to be a super fan of this show all you got to do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy and we'll be here every week folks that's right we'll catch you guys next week bye thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe